espresso, fr uh, brioche, and then and a you cigarette, go. and then you go. And a cigarette, yeah. la cazzetta, <laughs> and then you go. Yeah. G'day, legends, and welcome back to the Pressure Room Podcast presented by Zwift. Day four, just got back from a big day at the Mixed Team Time Trial Relays. It's a really cool event to spectate, and uh, today's weather was pretty wild out there, I have to say. There's going to be a little bit of rain tomorrow on Thursday, and the um, yeah, the wind was up and about, and it was really cool to see the different setups of all the teams uh, taking part. And I'll give you guys a little bit of insight here as to some of the smaller nations, for example, Samoa. Now, this is the first time I've ever seen Samoa or another island nation take on uh, cycling and uh, you know this was like the biggest deal for them rolling in at a team of six I think they're only doing the uh, team's time trial and um, like I said yesterday with the uh, you know the disparity of equipment the Samoan team were rolling on giant defies um, and you know the wheels they're obviously brand new bikes they've maybe been loaned for the uh, for the event but yeah, giant defies with like, I mean, they still had the QR sticker codes on the wheels. Like that's how fresh the bikes were. So really interesting. And they were just loving life, being a part of it. They had their special kit. Um, you know, they didn't have proper cycling bottles, just like a, you know, like an Adidas bottle you get from Rebel Sport. Um, so yeah, super, um, you know, just finishing an event like that is big for a team like that. And um, also the UCI had a special like composite team. And I think it was made up of some of the stronger riders from the nations who couldn't put together a full squad. Like for example, uh, the South African woman Maud, uh, who we spoke to on the very first day, uh, she was also part of that squad. So a bit of a mixed bag. It was really interesting. And uh, yeah, it was, it was super chaotic in the mix zone. I have to say it was... Um, yeah, it was just hectic, especially with the Netherlands. We saw what happened first off, <laughs> Boca Molomar, uh, having the drop train. I don't know what he did, but he shipped his chain and, and early on and just melted the men's side of the TT. Um, and what is it about Molomar and Shram, eh? He must just hate it. And he came through and he did one interview with, with the Belgian media, um, with the Dutch media, sorry, and he didn't really want to be there. And then... The UCI people were trying to get him to do the Eurosport ones and all the others, and he was just like, nah, he just rode off. And Vanderpol did the same thing. Vanderpol literally just rode straight through the chute. He wasn't talking to anyone. It was pretty funny. But the girls did, uh, obviously, on the girls' side as well, the women's side, Anna Meek, I don't know what happened. I've got to watch the replay, but we were all watching it in the tent, and the whole tent just went gasped, you know, to see her crash like that. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe she didn't clip in properly. But, um, yeah, it was really crazy. Funnily enough, though, really, I got to talk with uh, Ellen Van Dyke afterwards and um, I didn't really want to ask her about it because I was a bit like, oh, you know, I feel bad for talking about it. But um, I did comment on how well she did to keep that up, like riding over the top of uh, Van Vluten's disc. But anyway, so this was a super... Um, oh, it was actually... I have to say I was really nervous because this is the first time I've really talked to any of the blight... The, you know, the big name pros and stuff from Europe, um, I guess, in the flesh. And I was really nervous at first. But once I got into the flow of things, it was actually a lot of fun. And um, this podcast, oh, it's really, really cool. Had a lot of fun with the, with the, um, the guys and girls I spoke with. The first up, got to talk with the Denmark team with, of course, Magnus Court, uh, Mikael Honoré and Mikael Berg. Um, we had a lot of fun there talking about shoeys and smoking darts. It was pretty pretty funny exactly the stuff that you guys want to hear 
And then I spoke with, of course, the world champion, Ella Van Dyke. She did remember me from our first podcast. And then she joked, like, we're not going to do another full podcast, are we? I said, no, no, don't worry about that. Um, so I spoke with her quickly. That was pretty cool. Um, found out how she's, um, you know, how the pros actually find their way around a new country, you know, when they go to a country. How do they find out where to train? Because um, I was kind of wondering that myself. We were riding around um, doing Mount Kira today. Uh, and just trying to find the road to where to go. And I wondered, how do the pros do that? So I asked Ellen, she gives her take. And um, then, of course, talk to the legends, the whole Australian team. Uh, I actually forgot to press record for the first two minutes of my chat with um, Michael Matthews, Durbo and Plappy, but got the last sort of tail end of four or five minutes with them, which was really cool, great, uh, really funny chat. You guys will love that. We're all laughing. And then, of course, got to chat with um, Sarah Roy, Alexandra Manley and um, Georgia Baker, the birthday girl as well. So really cool chats with them, about 10 minutes or so, and it was really cool to to, um, uh, yeah, I guess just chat a bit of shit with them, really. And um, the funny thing is, after we did the, um, the the mix zone, the riders on the podium then go to the media center where they do a big press conference, right? And on the way to the press conference, we were walking, uh, Megan and I were walking next to the Swiss who obviously took on the, the bands. And the Tahiti team were all out the front of the media center and they had all their track suits on and they were getting ready to ride back to um, their accommodation. And they saw the, the Swiss team and they went nuts and they were getting photos and I ended up taking the photo for the Tahini, Tahini, I mean, that's a nice thing, Tahini, but the Tahiti team with the Swiss champs, with the world champs, they were going wild. So I took the photo on like five different phones for them. It was pretty funny. But anyway, so the podium places the Swiss, the Italians and the Aussies, they go into the media centre, they do a big, um, all the media can then ask questions to the podium and, you know, the riders are kind of had enough, they just want to go back to the hotel and chill, right? So there was a real snore fest of questions being asked, you know, like asking Ghana, you know, what does this help is our record prospects and he just wanted none of it. So I was like, all right, I'll get up there and ask a question. So I rolled up to the mic and I said, yep, the Press Room Podcast, my name's Jethro, it's the best podcast in the world. And I asked them, and I actually said that, pretty stupid, but I asked them, um, what do they do with the World Championships jerseys? I said, Swiss, you know, what are you guys doing with them? Are you putting them, are you framing them? Are you, are you walking around the house with them? What are you doing? And apparently, I can't actually remember who what they said, but um, under his breath, uh, Stefan Kung said, sell it on eBay, which was brought a, quite the laughter from the Italians and the Aussies who obviously heard it. So pretty funny. And uh, yeah, but anyway, legends, this is day four. Of course, thank you to Zwift, the proud uh, presenting sponsor of the Pressure Podcast. Thanks to Attacker Cycling, the official apparel partner of the pod, who of course made a real big effort to get me here for this week. And then Smith Optics is, uh, yeah, the I guess, the eyewear partner of the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode maybe the best one yet on day four and i'll see you again for another episode tomorrow thanks legends uh, okay so boys we've got here team from denmark here just want to know how are you finding australia so far have you all been here before uh, i think only i have been here before i've been here as well Ah. I think we've all been here before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. I think we've all been here. All right, so since you've been here in Wollongong, have you found any good cafes lurking around? And where have you been? 
Yeah, I went to a cafe in Jerengong with overview of the ocean and everything. Oh. I had a piccolo. That's ah. what they call a cortado here in uh, in Australia. Uh, well, in Australia, we just make up drinks. You know, a long macchiato. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. and a shui. I think we have one later. Oh, the shoey. Yeah. Oh, Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, he coined that. Righto. So uh, I just want to ask about your equipment, right? It was pretty windy out there before the start. We are looking at the flags. They were putting more concrete blocks out on the barriers to make sure they're sturdy. When you see the wind like that, does it make you think about changing different wheel setups? Or would you usually run a, like a, you know, a three or five spoke if you've got one? I think for me... I didn't have any other wheels, but uh, <laughs> so it was pretty simple, not too much to think about. But but I think it was actually less wind than, than Sunday. Yeah, I uh, think the the TT it was bigger gusts, so sometimes you feel like you almost lose the bike. But uh, yeah, today was like uh, you know just full risk, so we just put on the fastest equipment and uh, yeah we took the chance. But uh, yeah, I think we did our best race, but not enough to to get a medal. Okay. And uh, what's uh, actually? What did you guys have for breakfast this morning? What's fueling the uh, team's time trial? Uh, I had some uh, overnight oats at the hotel and a good uh, flat white, so that was perfect. Okay, Maggie. Yeah, I've, uh, mostly an, an oats, uh, just one milk. So, so not, I didn't let it soak overnight, but <laughs> pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, I had pretty much the same. We stay in the same buffet, and we have been eating the same thing for like ten days now. So, uh, but I also had this bread with raisins and cinnamon with a lot of butter and uh, yeah it was really good we tried to eat the same as the norwegian yeah. but uh, we don't get the same results yet <laughs> yeah that's yeah true. we stay in the same hotel <laughs> but a good thing in australia you know you have good cafes good coffee almost everywhere you go so that's uh, yeah. that's a good, big big plus from here do the, and on the coffee do the prices compare to over in europe how is it is it people say it's expensive here i mean it's like in denmark but uh where we live in spain and italy it's a lot more, yeah. I guess. In Denmark, it's similar, but yeah, I would like say here. we pay 37 euros for one cappuccino, so it's the same here. Like 57 here, like 50 Australian dollars. 80 crowns, no? No, no, no. It's really expensive. Yeah. But in Italy, you know, it's like for an espresso, it's maximum two yeah. Australian dollars or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Isn't it in Italy when you buy an espresso? Isn't it like you just shut it down and you're done? Yeah. In here in Australia, you got to sit down, you get the spoon, you get, yeah. That's the Italian breakfast, you know, you have an espresso, uh, brioche, and then and a cigarette, and then you go. And a cigarette, la gazzetta, and then you go. Here in Australia, I think it's a dart, a cigarette, so a dart. A dart on the shoey. Yeah. That's the best Danish breakfast. A dart on the shoey. All right, boys, well, I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the in uh, Australia, and hopefully see some of that red and white out there on the road race. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, boys, thank you. Ellen, so happy to uh, well, so happy to see you back up your world title. Super cool. How did you? Uh, how are you finding Australia so far? Uh, well, I mean, of course, I'm supposed to say it's great and amazing, and I love it. But to be honest, uh, I saw a lot of traffic lights in cars so far. I did a lot of the course, uh, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yesterday uh, I did the part of the coast road, and that was really really beautiful. That was nice. Yeah. I wondered when you go to another country, especially one that's a lot foreign like Australia to you guys in Europe, how do you actually find which roads to train on when you're in the lead up to a race? Do you look on Strava or do you ask locals or? 
Yeah, actually, I look a bit on Strava, and I, I sometimes I, I look for the QOMs or the comps, and then I look for the local riders, and then I see where they go. They normally know where to go. Actually, the other day, uh, I was doing, I wanted to do some time trial efforts, and I found a road uh, somewhere up there, which I thought was good, and I went there, but uh, that day, there were actually national championships from Australia on that road, I think, so, uh, oh, wow. so yeah, it was actually uh, not the best, not the best moment to go there. Yeah, okay, okay, and... Just talking about the TT today, were you last off the ramp? Yeah, I was third. You were third, so you kept it up over Anna Meg's disc. You did really well. I just want to ask one question. When uh, you lose a rider so early and it's so disappointing, how do you like? How do you uh, stay motivated for the rest of the TT? Yeah, it takes a couple of seconds actually to, for, because I didn't realize, like I thought it was over and then I thought, oh no, we are still two, so we still have to finish, yeah. Uh, so that took it took a little while, but then once you're in the yeah, in the zone, you just go and, until you can't anymore. So uh, yeah, we really gave it our best. You did, you did. Okay, really good to have you here in Australia. Good Thank luck you. for Sunday. Thank you very much. From the preparation that we did, so I mean, it's our first time doing this as a team. So I mean, for sure, next years and the years to come, we can uh, have a have a better crack at it. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, what are you what are you um hey Joe uh, what are your words for up? Down, like what do you use? Do you have any sort of like what do you go with usually? Zach's cues in the car. Oh, it was like a rally car. Um, <laughs> it like, literally, it was uh, he was the best co-pilot out there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think on a technical course like this, it's really important that you have someone like that in the car um, because you're really concentrating on the effort and uh, and and when you're going at threshold, you can't really think that much. So someone in the ear telling you. You know, apex of the corner here, left there, take the corner, swing off there. It's pretty technical and it breaks down the effort. So before you know it, the effort's over because all you've had to do is concentrate to the next the next point, the next target, the next thing. So it's the first time we've had Zach in the car, um, well, Michael and I. Uh, Puppy's had him before. But it was, it, it, was, it, was, it was fantastic, yeah. What are your terms for calling, like, slowing or push or more? Like, if someone's off the wheel, do you go ease? Or do you have any terms like that you use or not really? There's no speaking at all. No, luckily, we didn't. None of that happened to Aaron. It was just no get in as much oxygen in the lungs as you can. It was... Yeah. I think Full if, gas on the front. Yeah, if anything happened also too, Zach was really onto it. He's always saying uh, the yeah. You he, can't he hear anything out there anyway with the aero helmet anyway, so sometimes it's best not to yell. We heard a noise. Just two. Want, you know. All I said was two, two when I got dropped. Yeah, yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Felt like we are back on the track again. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you start yelling, you cause confusion. And you don't know what he said, and then you look around and you go easier. So yeah, it's exactly. Not, it's not like, right? No, it was good. It was good. Not bad. And I, I saw a couple up and goes on the stage. Plappy, was that all you, man, or were you sharing the love? Ah, sharing the love, sharing the love. Just, uh, look, when you're in Europe the whole time, you don't get those Aussie treats, so cramming them in in the next few months before we go back. Yeah. Wee Picks for Brecky, Vegemite, the works. All of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Deb, I've been asking everyone, everyone, what what everyone's been having for breakfast, so what have you you been having? Well, to be honest, I've been going out to... Out for breakfast, everyone. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> good, mate. Just how the top end live, I'm, eh? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm jet lagged, so I get up every morning at six, and the, there's nothing open downstairs for the for the breakfast. So I've actually just been going out, and I think that's the biggest thing coming home is just going out, reading the paper, having a having a coffee, having some eggs on toast, and then come back. So the last couple of mornings, I just get up six thirty because I'm jet lagged, go out and read the paper, have some eggs, and. But uh, what I don't realise is it's nearly 40 bucks every time you go out to yeah, breakfast in Australia. <laughs> Mate, I feel it. First home and I'm staying away from the other on toast, eh? But I, yeah, spoke, yeah. I spoke to the Danes earlier and they were saying 
they think that just the Australians are rolling around having shoeys and a dart for breakfast. That's, that's what Magnus said. Shoeys and a dart. If Bling gets up Sunday, we'll make sure he does it on the podium. <laughs> that's what they think. That's all we drink. Shoeys and a dart. <laughs> oh, and lastly, it looked like it was getting pretty cold up there on the stage, eh? Yeah, in the, in the shade, it's, it's fresh, eh? Straight off the, fresh straight off the coast. So, the heavens, uh, heavens stayed closed. We were well. I was talking to Peter here, who used to be a weather master at ABC, and he said it's called it's called Wenger. Oh, Virga. When the rain, is, the clouds are too high, yeah. and it rains, but it evaporates before it hits the ground. It's called Virga. Yeah, okay. so, well, didn't help us out, eh? Didn't help us no, out. they weren't oh, on no. our, yeah. weren't on our side. No, we needed some, but anyway, yeah. that's okay. That's right. That's right. Legends, thank you. And the last one, Plappy, what did you get Georgia for her birthday? Uh, Dyson Airwrap. Whatever the chicks like it, apparently it's good for the, good for the girls. So I was guided by my sister there. And uh, birthday cake tonight. Thanks, Charlotte. Thanks, boys. Alex, hello. Hello, Sarah. Legends. Um, okay. What did you guys do with your flowers? <laughs> well, we threw them into the crowd. Yeah, these girls started throwing them into the crowd, I think. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'll throw, throw mine into like my, where my family and friends were standing and just went right over their head by about five metres. So I don't know where they ended up. Yeah, mine yeah. fell in front of my mum and dad and somebody else caught them and then I felt so bad. I didn't just give it to them in the first place. <laughs> yeah, we should have held on to them, really. Pla- Plappy's dad caught his. Oh, so Plappy had a better aim, I guess. Uh, I think that's yeah. from his cricket days. I was about to say, maybe from his cricket <laughs> days, exactly. <laughs> okay, and uh, I wanted to know, when you were preparing for the race, what did you think of the wind? The wind was like, I was standing on the coast near the Aussie zone and the boats looked like they were going to get washed into the beanbags. Like, does yeah. it make you think about the equipment? Could you have chosen, like, did you have a choice of wheels? I did, yeah. So uh, we we changed my setup actually. Yeah, yeah. Put a more shallow front wheel in for me, and um, ours were fine. I was happy. Did didn't really affect it. Like the win for us was fine. I think because we we quite like it being technical, and it just adds another aspect to it. So yeah, it was good. I feel like the Australian team is like a real unit. Right, and I feel like you guys would be really good at riding together in this team's talent aspect. I think it's maybe a bonus compared to some of the European teams, I think. Do you think like that's a bit of a help when you guys are working together? Because you, know, you obviously don't all ride the same team, so when you've got to operate in a, a three-up, the boys said that they didn't have to use any like up, down, ease or anything because it was all in the cars. Uh, Zach was in the ears. Was that for you guys? Is that what it was like? Yeah, I think our guys are really dialed in and um, and the DSs, the directors that we had in the cars are really awesome at their job. Yeah. And um, and the girls here, Georgia and Alex, have a lot of experience with time trial, team time trialing, team pursuiting on the track. And um, yeah, so it was really nice to work with them and I think I think we did well. I think um, it was, we can see that there's some improvements, which is also exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, some improvements that we can make, but we did the best we could on the day and we're pretty happy with the ride. Um, I think we were really lucky to have Georgia, uh, who raced in the individual time trial. She had an awesome, awesome race there, and um, she was a, a massive asset to our team today. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I saw that final turn as well, and I was like, oh, and, and oh, when you're rolling in as well, because uh, Alex, you're the last one left with Georgia at the end. Is that oh, it's Sarah? Sorry. So, uh, do you just ride it in, Alex, or are you still pushing hard to the end? I just kind of floated it in, but also kept riding in case something happened and then they needed to finish with my time. Um, but yeah, I tried to just, I didn't have much left, so I just tried to deliver over the hill and then see 
let them take it to the finish because I thought that that was the best option for the team at the time. Okay, and the medals. These medals are cool, aren't they? Like, super cool. The UCI, the rainbows. It just looks, uh, yeah. Where are these ones going to go? Oh, yeah. I don't know. This is my first ever world championship medal. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Alex has a few, I think. First road one, though. First so road, road one. Very, very yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you will have three in the same household, eh? Yeah, we will. <laughs> that trophy room is getting pretty big. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting bigger. Made <laughs> up story. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, and uh, I've been asking everyone this. What are we having for breakfast before the race days? Start with you, Sarah. Uh, nothing too exciting. This morning I had some oats. Uh, with almond butter mixed in and some bananas and blueberries. So exciting. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. And you? Um, well, today I had oats with Nutella and banana, but I think maybe I'll have rice with Nutella and banana on, on, on Road Race Day. Nutella and oats. That's what Zoe Baxter had. She had Nutella and salt and oats. Yeah. Oats salt is a really good addition. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Salt's a good addition, though. I rate that. have salt. Yeah. <laughs> careful, careful, because I mean, you know, with cyclists we sweat a lot, so it's all right. That's true. Depends how much you're sweating on a daily basis to how much salt you want to, you know. Yes. You don't want to clog the heart. No, that's right. I like my arteries without <laughs> yeah. atherosclerosis. Yeah, I don't want that. Um, Georgia, Georgia just rolled in. Happy birthday, Georgia. What's it like to race on your birthday? Well, actually, we were saying just this morning, I raced my 18th birthday. Um, at my Junior Worlds for the road race. So it's like 10 years ago, which is like a little bit concerning. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fun. You're reaching your peak now. Yeah, it was 10 <laughs> it's years ago. It's been a steady climb. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I actually really enjoy racing on my birthday and anyone's birthday, I feel like we have good legs and good vibes. Yeah, so I was, I was pleased that it was, yeah, birthday watch. So I was, I was actually pleased to race on my birthday. That's it. And uh, Plappy said there might be a cake. I know you got to go, but I just want to hear about the I cake. There's a cake. There should yeah. be. There should be. <laughs> cake and maybe some champagne. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, yeah. um, legends, thank you so much for talking to you. Three champions of Australia. Can't wait to see you guys tear it up on uh, Saturday. Thanks. 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 That's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed uh, the fourth episode in a row. Or is it the third episode? No, this is the fourth episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, if you could do me one favor, review it on Apple Podcasts or leave a little uh, star rating on Spotify. Uh, makes a big difference or simply just share it with a mate because there's more episodes coming every single day got some really cool news today actually that i just remembered now saturday sunday for the road races well i've got some really cool stuff coming up thanks to old cycling so so good it's gonna be really cool and uh yeah i guess thanks to the zwift of course attacker uh smith optics and um yeah if anyone's in wollongong make sure you shout out um hopefully i'll see you guys in the next few days if you brought your bike go ride out mount, mount kira um you'll see one of my stickers up there actually i don't know how it got there and uh yeah all right legends i'll see you again for another episode of the pressure podcast Take care.